But being a grandma now in my early fifties does give me a freedom to be able to be gentle with myself. In addition to all of those, one of the things is just shifting your expectations yeah. of what life will look like, of what you are capable of, yeah. of you can't do all the things maybe anymore. Yeah. We've talked about that. Sometimes you have to choose, are you going to get up early in the morning or do you need sleep? What does yeah. your body need? Welcome to the Midlife Moms Podcast, where you'll find tips, encouragement, and resources to help you thrive in the midlife. Join us on Instagram at Midlife Moms Podcast or our Facebook group, Midlife Moms Community. Welcome to the Midlife Moms Podcast. My name is Amelia Rhodes. We're here with our co-host, Brenda Yoder. Hey, Brenda. Good morning. We're glad to be with you all again today. We have another good topic on denial of midlife. But before we jump into the topic, what's making you laugh, Brenda? Well, you just challenged me with that. And I told you, I have had a lot of funny things happen in the last couple of weeks, but I can't remember one of them. <laughs> so that's my funny is that's really how it goes. Good stuff happens. And unless you write it down, right. You can't remember. No, even the, even the funny things, but I can assure you that midlife has brought me a lot of funny moments that I do remember laughing about. I just have no idea what they were. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Well, for me last night, we were sitting at the track for my son's track me and track is new for me. My school didn't have track. My daughter ran it one year, a couple of years ago. And I was trying to figure out all these events that he was in. And I was like four by 800, like, are they running around the track 800 times? Like I really didn't understand the measurements. And my husband explained to me by, you know, the difference between 800 meter four by four. I don't know. I can't even explain it to you back because I still don't understand and then he would just finally tell me they're going to run around the track four times. I'm like, great. That's all I need to know. Don't, don't confuse me between meters and miles. Those don't mix. Just tell me how many times he's yeah. going to run around the track and I'll keep cheering. Well, that might be a funny, actually, um, my son who is in college. So he's actually leaving for college nationals, um, tomorrow for track. And I was watching his conference meet, um, uh, where they actually ran, they ran 25 times around the track. I think it was a 10 K which is 6.6 miles. I've learned that over the years, but, um, I was with, um, a friend of his and I just came out and said, I'm not a good sports mom because I do not, I'm not good at like all of that, like keeping score, you know, we were in tennis for years and I never really knew the rules of tennis. And I had two that were played in junior high and varsity. So Football is one I will never figure out. I never will either. I don't have a football player, but I'm a cheerleader and I just cheer when we score. Yeah. That's all I know to do. Yeah, that's good. So I I always say I I always knew what my child was doing, but all you need to know is what your kid's doing and how many times around they're going to go. That's right. (laughs) So that brings us to this whole like mental capability of not being able to remember or not being able to understand. And we're talking about the denial of midlife. And I think these are the moments where we can't deny it. Just there's some memory things. There's just some things you try to deny, but you can't. Yeah. And I was sharing with a a younger mom the other day who um, just had a pregnancy this year. And I well, I was just kind of laughing with a colleague because I was like, um, we can call it midlife brain because when you're pregnant, right, you kind of call it pregnancy brain. I was like, well, now we can throw some of these things on midlife brain. I love it. I will laugh about that midlife yeah. brain. Yeah. I'm going to start using that. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, Amelia, 
this whole thing of denying midlife as a, as a mom, as a woman is a real thing. And we actually practically looked at the challenges of this when we were trying to name the podcast, because we really, we heard from a couple different people as we were talking about the idea. And I was right there when I was in my early forties, I did not want to really own the fact that I was midlife. And I heard a friend of mine say a similar thing, like, well, maybe, maybe don't have midlife in the title because, you know, we really don't want to admit that that's where we are. So we went around and around with a lot of ideas and a lot of names. And we ended up both of us doing polls mm-hmm. on, on social media, one being in the group that is now the midlife mom community group. I had had it as a group that was full of um, midlife moms, but around my book fledge and hands down the the title was midlife moms. Yeah. It was just like, call it what it is. It is what it is. Yeah. Which I thought was so great, but I did hear from women in their forties who were early to mid Mm forties that they would read the title and be like, Oh, that's not for me. And then they would look at it and go, Oh wait, I am 44. And so I think in your forties, you're still adjusting to that idea Mm -hmm. that you're midlife and you sometimes forget. because you can forget, right. Uh, because you haven't felt it as profoundly yet, but that denial sometimes isn't an act of denial. It's just a forgetting of, Oh, I still feel like I'm in my thirties or in my twenties. And then you realize, wait, I'm, I'm not. So it's that adjusting to that idea that you're in midlife. Yeah. And I think just thinking about it from a, I think a more practical term rather than a stereotypical term. So like midpoint. So if the life expectancy is 80, right, then half of 80 is 40, right? If we really look at what is midlife, we're not all living to our hundreds. So 50 really is not midpoint. It really is about um, even, you know, 38, 39. I remember as I was, as I was approaching 40, as a 38 year old, I had um, kidney stones. And I bought this book called Fit Not Fat at 40 Plus. And I just kind of devoured it because I thought I want to take care of my body as I head into this stage. But I was already thinking then, and I've heard a friend just recently who's turning 40 this year say, oh, you know, all these things are happening and I'm turning 40 and, and they really do. Your body really does shift in your forties and then, you know, menopause and everything else that comes later. Mm -hmm. But Um, there are a lot of stereotypes. So let's talk about kind of the reasons why we deny putting that label upon ourselves of being midlife. Well, my daughter has been rewatching the golden girls, which (laughs) don't judge me if you think that's not appropriate, but I think there's that golden girl image of that's midlife. Like you're, you're a granny you're gray haired and she's just cracking up, but she she knows she's mature enough to know, you know, what's all right and not, but that image of like, you're a little bit off, you're a little bit funny. You're don't connect. You don't relate as well to the younger you're out of touch and, and you're just old, like you're gray haired and old. You know, that's funny because when I turned, when I turned 50, which was just a couple of years ago, so I'm in my early fifties. Um, I remember thinking because you're like, you're, you're um, not quite a decade younger than I am. So we're about nine years apart. And so your parents really are young. I would consider young Mm -hmm. and my parents have always been old. So I just remember we were talking one time and I was thinking, I was like, gosh, I'm almost your parents' age. 
when really there's a lot of gap between us, but it's, it was kind of like this perception of like, once I'm this age, I might as well be in that like 70, 80 age group. Right. Um, I might as well be 80 and a grandma, right? I might as well be old or, you know, I am a grandma now, so I might as well be that really, really old grandma who, you know, has all the stereotypes and things like that. But let's go back to the idea of losing touch with youth Mm -hmm. and of being out of touch with, um, what's trendy, what's cool. That's a real thing. And I think for women, it really is a struggle. I think so. And you, there's this pressure to still look young and there is very visibly like 50 today is not what 50 was back in Mm -hmm. the eighties. And I think the pressure to look young and keep youthful, but there is this sense of no matter how hard you try, you're, you're not in the schools, you're not in the college, you, you aren't young, right? The young people are young. Right. And I had this thought of really not stealing youth from them. Like you, you were young, you had your time to be 20, to be 30, Now let the 20 and the 30 year olds be 20 and 30. Yeah. And I feel like that can take the pressure off a little bit of you don't have to be young, take care of yourself, you know, respect your body for, for the gift that it is, but you don't have to be young and let the young people be young. And there's this sense too, of they need you to be that wise, Mm -hmm. older mentor. It doesn't mean you're old and that you, you're completely out of touch. Mm -hmm. But I think back to my twenties and my thirties of how desperately I needed women in their forties and their fifties to pour into me Mm -hmm. as a 40 and a 50 year old, not trying to be 20 or 30, Mm -hmm. but having been through it and having left youth behind, left those decades behind and moved into their decade and owned it. I needed that desperately for them to pour into me for that, from where they were in that stage of life and not try to be me. Right. But pour into me. I feel like that's important and that we don't lose that. We have a role to play in our forties and fifties, and it's not to be 20 and 30 anymore. No. And something you just mentioned, you know, you mentioned about not being in college and not being around that youth. I actually started graduate school at 40. I left my teaching job. I started graduate school on campus with the majority of my cohort group being just out of college. So there were about a third of us who were 35 or older, but the majority of them were 22, um, just left college. And so we went through that three-year program together And, um, what was kind of nice about that is that they weren't quite the age of my own kids yet, although they weren't too far behind my oldest, but we developed a friendship. And that's one thing that, um, I really do value about intergenerational friendships. You and I were friends when you were in your early thirties and I was in my early Mm forties. So, um, But what I loved about that friendship and other similar friendships is that there wasn't a gap. Like our friendship really was through writing and through speaking, but also through our relationship with Christ. And so um, what was nice is that when I would share about my struggles with my teens or things like that, you, you related in a way as a friend would. And because I think Titus was only like four probably when we first really met in person and, um, and I, and I hope too, I think sometimes we can put others down. Mm -hmm. So I think sometimes like when you're midlife, you can put someone else down by saying, 
oh, well, just wait until you get to be this age or, or, oh, you know, just wait until you do this. And what we do is we invalidate that person's experience. Mm -hmm. And, um, but yet the difference is coming alongside them to say, wow, when I was that age, I struggled with that too. Um, so there's just, there's a lot of pieces to it Mm -hmm. that I think help us walk through in a way that's healthy. Absolutely. And I've been in a small group for the past year where about half of them are in their twenties and early thirties. And it's been a beautiful thing. I've learned so much from them and I think I've poured into them from what they've said, but that necessity of they needed me to be, you know, 40 and not try to be, you know, 22. Right. But I, it wasn't that I couldn't learn from them because I absolutely did. And their youth and their energy poured into me a vitality for my own life. Right. Like I gained from them so much of where they are and what they are in touch with that is different from where I am and what I'm in touch with. And there is this very reciprocal learning and growing together and from each other. Yeah. So I think that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, I think so too. So let's talk about, um, you talked about respecting your body and, um, you know, 50 is a different milestone than 40. I think once you get back past the 40 milestone, there's still an element of 40 that still feels young. Mm-hmm. I ran a half marathon when I was 44. Um, when, like I said, I went back to graduate school when I was a 40, I did a lot in my forties, but I had this, you know, energy and my, my body was changing. I tore my ACL soon after I ran that half marathon. Um, but 50 was a different milestone because I think 50 is a mile marker of really entering that kind of like senior citizen past your prime. You're no longer really. So the thing for me, this was a big deal for me is, um, is being able to birth children. Mm -hmm. Something for me was that that was a mile marker for being young. And for a long time, I wanted kind of a tag long child well into my forties. And my husband and I had taking care of things, um, before that, because we had decided four was enough in our late thirties, but still, I still had this longing, but I think it was attached to, as long as I have a child and I'm raising a child, therefore I'm still young. I'm still relevant. Maybe relevant is the word, right. That is really, really the term that you're looking for. I think so. Am I irrelevant? Am I not needed anymore? Right. Do I not have value to bring? Yeah. Offer? Am I, am I out of sync with the culture? You know, because I think for most of us who are in our forties and fifties, midlife did look different for our moms and grandmas. Yeah, for sure. And I think as women, we have a lot more opportunities. I think for many of us, midlife actually opens more opportunities for us as women. Mm-hmm. Um, But, you know, there was one thing that turning 50 kind of did for me. We've kind of joked about the grandma thing, but I, I found out a year and a half ago that we were going to be grandparents. And I think I've shared this before about buying a little grandma sweatshirt, Yeah. but being a grandma now in my early fifties does give me a freedom to be able to be gentle with myself, Mm -hmm. to not try to have to be whether it's the body size that I was in my early forties or to, to beat myself up over, I'm not, you know, I'm not as working out as much. I'm not eating as healthy as what I should be. I do for the most part, I'm pretty active. I think for my age, I'm, I eat pretty healthy. 
um, keep a pretty active lifestyle, but no, I don't go to the gym. I don't run like I used to, but, um, I've had to realize that I am in my early fifties and it's okay to have wider hips and to have a little, um, you know, um, things that pour over my waist line and stuff like mm-hmm. that, because I am 50. I am a grandma. And I think as a grandma, someone mentioned this as I was having this discussion, maybe on social media somewhere is that, um, kids think of grandmas as that, that extra padded lap to curl into and things like that. And, you know, that really made me have a, a new perspective of if, if as a grandma, if as our fifties, we're trying to look how we did when we were 35. What does that really say about us? Like, mm-hmm. are we really trying to, is it really about just embracing life and being mm-hmm. where we are and loving our life around us? Our bodies are our people who we love. There's an element of enjoying the life you have. And you've said, this is the life I have. This is the body I have. Yeah. How can we see it as a gift, take care of it and enjoy it yet not expect it to be something it's not designed to be. And I think there can be this element of almost idolizing and worshiping our bodies mm-hmm. and youth, mm-hmm. idolizing and worshiping youth um, that can be very unhealthy and can keep us from doing and being what we were designed to be right here, right now. Yeah. Yeah. So we've mentioned in our conversation, the midlife crisis, mm-hmm. and you have talked about what it, what is, what causes the midlife crisis? Yeah. So I think from my own observation, but as a counselor too, I think when you're in your twenties and thirties, you have a purpose, like you're, you're looking to the future. And I think when you hit 40 in between the 40, you know, I would say 40 and 60, somewhere in between there, everything is changing. And you realize all of a sudden you are not, you are not the youth. Now you spend our twenties trying to like make your own identity thirties. You're really trying to acquire things. You're growing your family. You're growing your home. You're growing your career. You're a lot of people are growing your, your house. You move to a bigger house and then forties come and you're raising these teens and you're not, you're not sure about how to do that. And the season of parenting is ending with your kids in your home and your marriage for a lot of people, marriages become very, very, uncertain and unstable Mm -hmm. in in midlife because of all of the parenting factors. And, um, so all of these things come to a head and it can feel like a crisis, but it's not, we really need to shift. Like it's not a crisis, but it can be a crisis if you don't shift with the changes, right? What does shifting with those changes look like from what you've seen? Yeah. What do we need to shift in? Sure. I think we need to shift in. Um, so let's just think about all the different areas of your life. Mm-hmm. I think in your family life, you need to shift with your family. Mm-hmm. You need to grow with your kids. And I had a, an older mom tell me that when my kids were real young is you need to grow with your kids and your marriage needs to shift also. So um, it's a process. I know for myself, we've had a fairly stable marriage. Um, but we also have our, our issues in it too. But a few years ago when we were, when we were not with our kids as much, so we only had one at home and we were by ourselves a lot. My husband wanted a lot of time with just me. Mm -hmm. And I just, I finally had to tell him one time I said, 
two things. I said, one, I'm sorry that I'm not like pushing you away, but you don't understand. I've never had time by myself. Like when the kids are not mm -hmm. here, there's, there's all these other people that are waiting for me. It's you, it's my parents. There's always something wanting my time and I need some time by myself. But then the other thing was, I remember coming back from, um, a conference we went to together and I just sobbed because I told my husband, I said, I'm sorry. I'll, it's not that I don't want to like be with you. It's just that I miss my kids. Mm. And I, I physically ached missing my kids. And that took a while. I I'm not there anymore, but it took a while to get there. Yeah. So I think that's where in marriage, um, you know, people look at emotional affairs or physical affairs, or they're disillusioned with how their family is. That's mm -hmm. another thing. Um, you might have a child with a drug addiction. Mm -hmm. There might be mental illness. Things are really hard in midlife. Yeah. There's just no other way around it. Things are hard somewhere along the way. There's going to be something hard in your family's life. Yeah. And then the whole identity thing as moms in midlife, who are we when our kids are not here? That's a whole nother topic for us to talk about. Yeah. But that's probably one of the biggest um, those are the different areas that you just have to shift with like everything else. And I think in addition to all of those, one of the things is just shifting your expectations yeah. of what life will look like, of what you are capable of, yeah. of you can't do all the things maybe anymore. Yeah. We've talked about that. Sometimes you have to choose, are you going to get up early in the morning or do you need sleep? What does yeah. your body need? So I think a big overarching thing is shifting expectations, shifting expectations of your husband, of what, what he maybe looks like or how he is acting, behaving, because recognizing he's going through midlife too. Right. And he's going through his own issues of insecurity and aging yeah. and then shifting expectations for your kids in that they may not be as willing to give you the love and the cuddles and <laughs> the hugs. So, and, and I think that those, those shifts, I think shifting with your with your kids. I think that's where, where a lot of parental things go wrong. Mm -hmm. I've recently just read, there was an article about, um, about parent alienation or child alienation of parents as adults. And the common thread of a growing trend of adult children kind of cutting off and estranging themselves from their parents were parents who were overly involved. Mm -hmm. And I think that's one of those shifts that as moms, we just have to be really care careful of is, is, um, not enmeshing ourselves in our children's lives as they get older, mm -hmm. nurturing them and doing the things we love for them. That's different from becoming so enmeshed that they don't know how to have a life or independence without mom. Yeah. So as we wrap up this episode, I think the great action step going forward is where do you need to shift? Yeah. What is the thing? What is the area in your life where you need to shift? Maybe it's your perception of youth, your expectations, growing with your family. So I would say find that area that you need to focus on. Just one. Don't overwhelm yeah. yourself. Lower your expectations, right? Yeah. Find the one area that you need to focus on to shift. Yeah. And say to someone I'm mid life because we are, and it's okay. And honestly, Amelia doing this podcast and hearing your confidence of we're mid, I, we're mid life. I've actually embraced that. So you have helped me 
embrace my early fifties a little bit better because of your encouragement. I think that's a big piece of it. Embracing where you are right now. This is the life you have. This is the phase you are. Embrace it and enjoy it. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. We would love to have you join us in our Facebook community. We talk about it because it is such a great, vibrant group. So if you are not in the Facebook community group yet, find us on Facebook, search Midlife Moms Community and Podcast. We will link to it in the show notes because you're not alone. We would love to have you. We have conversations about these topics. We go a little bit further and women share where they are. We would love to have your voice in that conversation and follow us on Instagram at Midlife Moms Podcast. Thanks so much for joining us. Have a great week.